You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with Jeff Griffin. We are in the beautiful city of Indianapolis, staying in one of the most, well, you can't miss it, this hotel in town. We're here at the JW Marriott. We actually made a turn, and it's this huge, beautiful blue building. It sort of reminds me of when we're in Florence and you turn a corner and you see the David standing up there. It's kind of the same experience. We turned a corner, J.W. Marriott there, overlooking White River State Park, beautiful views of the whole city. And we're going to be talking about that. This has turned out to be a city with a lot of great stuff. If you've got kids, this is a great destination for families. Right. As a matter of fact, a lot of times when we're in cities, we'll do more than one episode and we'll do something like a focus on food or focus on the top attractions. This, there was no doubt that this is a family city. There are so many fun things to do and the most amazing children's museum I have ever seen. Now, there's a lot to do beyond just having the kids with you. And we've got a whole nother episode that focuses on that. It's about Indianapolis's top attractions. Make sure to check that out. We'll talk about the Indy 500. We'll talk about St. Elmo's and some of those places. But for this one, we're going to focus on on things that you'll like to do as a family. First up, we have Laura Jordan. She's a concierge here at the JW Marriott. And who do you go to when you're staying at a hotel and you want a little local advice of where to go, what to do? You go to your concierge. So that's what we did here at the JW Marriott. We're going to talk to her a little bit about family-friendly activities for the entire crew up in our first interview. Our second interview is with the Children's Museum. This place was incredible. It was not only incredibly huge, but each one of the exhibits was so well done. Yes, very well done. As a matter of fact, I've been to many, and this was not just the size, but it was also the quality. Absolutely great. And then finally, we're going to take a trip over to the zoo. They've got a couple of really unique things here at this zoo, including an orangutan exhibit and a dolphin exhibit that were really unusual. And so you'll want to check that out while you're here. We'll also be talking about a lot of things like White River State Park. We'll talk about going on a gondola ride. Who knew? Here, right here in, in the middle of the Midwest, going on gondola rides, trying something called duck pin bowling. You'll hear more about it as we move on. That and a lot more. And again, you'll be able to check out all this information in our hot sheet for today's show. You can check that out at TravelBrigade.com. We will be right back. What's hot? What's not? What's trending? Next up, this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin here in Indy. That's what the locals call it. Here in Indianapolis, here at the JW Marriott, towering over this beautiful city, looking at the beautiful parks and all of the city downtown. And of course, like we mentioned, we do have an interview coming up with the concierge here to talk a little bit about some activities. But of course, before we do that, we have to do hot topics in travel. A frequent issue that we've used on hot topics and that we've almost, you could say we've made a crusade of, is American workers not taking their vacation days. It makes us angry just thinking about it. I can't even talk about it. I don't understand why people just would not use their vacation days. It's wrong. Psychotherapy needed. 
I found a really cool website called projecttimeoff.com. Just those three words, projecttimeoff.com. It talks about this very issue, points out the very sad rates of our vacation taking days and how many vacation days we're leaving on the table. But the other thing it does is it also points out how this is really affecting the bottom line of America's economy, how we'd actually be doing better if we would take those vacation days. Spend a little money in a town. You know, a lot of places, their whole economy depends on people that are traveling. This is more than just that. It's people being more productive once they get some rest, things like that. And they've got, instead of me just babbling about it, they actually uh, put it into pie charts and graphs and use numbers and techno stuff like that. So what you can do is you can go to that website and make a little PowerPoint to present to your boss <laughs> about why you need time off and then take it. That's the most important thing. We can we can scream at you, we can nag you, we can hector you, but ultimately you've got to take your time off. First up on today's show, we will have an interview with Laura Jordan. She's the concierge for the JW Marriott, the beautiful and blue JW Marriott here in downtown Indianapolis. She has a lot to talk about, a lot of suggestions for the whole family while you're here in town, and there is definitely not a lack of things to do. We'll have that and a lot more up next. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here in Indianapolis. We have Jeff Griffin and the mini-me's with us here, tracking around all of the wonderful things to do while you are with family. We've got a lot of family-friendly things to do on today's episode, including things like the Children's Museum. It is the biggest in the country. People have said possibly the world, but it's a big, huge Children's Museum. There's some other things like the zoo and some other things that we're going to talk about on today's show. But one of the things that uh, we wanted to do is kind of get a general overview about family friendly and kid-friendly things. And we're here with Laura Jordan. She is a concierge here at JW Marriott, which is where we are staying. I have a beautiful view of the city, both the park side and the city side. We happen to, the beautiful windows are, you know, ceiling to floor. And uh, we were kind of, the mini-me's have just been pretty much looking out. It's, it's sort of a built-in babysitter, really. You look out the window and there's just so much to see that we're thinking that we might have to tear them away to go to some of these <laughs> these activities that we have. But uh, Laura, tell us a little bit when, when patrons come to you with families, uh, what are some of those things that you recommend for them to do? Oh, absolutely the Children's Museum. It's rated number one in North America. It is. It really could be a three-day event. There's everything. They have special events. Uh, right now we have Matchbox cars. Prior to that we had uh, the Transformers, and they'll stay uh, for two to three months. But there, I mean, it's all. A lot of it is hands-on, so you get to go. And we had Toon's Hut for the longest time, and they get to go and be an archaeologist. And uh, it's a bit hands-on, but then there's a lot of technology because you can film it, and then you can watch it play back to you. Uh, there's an old school carousel on the very, very top that is, even if you're 18, you're taken aback by it because it is like nothing you, you will ever see anywhere else. It is from downtown. It's it's a seven, seven and a half minute drive and it is like nothing you'll ever see. You talked about some of the highlights there at the museum. Is that an attraction that draws people here to Indianapolis? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We have on Tuesday nights, family night is free. So you can go there, take 
take your family and it's absolutely no cost at all. Other times it's very, very uh, affordable, especially for a family. Uh, there's on-site parking that, again, is free. But, I mean, it absolutely does drive people here. Just because, I mean, it changes. It's always evolving. It's always changing. Got the T-Rex exhibit that is there almost all times. Uh, but it's the real T-Rex bones and it's an experience for children. Now, we're here again at the JW Marriott looking over at the park side. One thing that we were going to try and squeeze in while we're here is we've heard the zoo is amazing. It is. Uh, from from downtown, or especially from this hotel, you can walk. But we have the largest orangutan center in North America. It's brand new, $42 million, which opened last year. We have koalas for the summer. Uh, we have the first elephants that were conceived in vitro. We have dolphins. We have sharks that you can pet. There's a lot of it is indoors, so if, you, if it's a warm summer day, you can still go back indoors and cool off under the seas with pufferfish and penguins. I mean, it's just, it's, it is the best, um, and I've been to San Francisco and San Diego, and this is, to me, incredible. One of the things that we're kind of really excited to try, and we've done some of these in different places, and so we're really excited to try this one, is, is Connor Prairie, is the interactive, I know it's interactive, it's one of those things where you trick kids into learning about history. And that's always kind of fun for us because we're always like, oh, guess what, you just learned about this and you didn't even realize that you did. So tell us a little bit about what Connor Prairie is. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Connor Prairie is almost like a, a settlement and you really don't know that you're going to learn anything until you get there. And even then, like you are like you said, you don't know. The kid, children don't realize it, but you learn how to churn butter, um, how to milk a cow, how to uh, make candles. During the holidays, during the Christmas holidays, they do uh, segments where you have dinner with them and everyone is in character. And actually, that happens all, day, all year long. The uh, people that you see are in character constantly. It is acres and acres and acres of farms and blacksmiths. And I mean, just like in the 1880s, 1800s, they do a beautiful thing during the summer called Symphony at the Prairie. So the Indianapolis Symphony will go out there and play and you bring your blankets and a cooler and whatever else you'd like. And you can just sit there and listen to this. They have fireworks every weekend night. It is gorgeous, surrounded completely by trees. And you get out there and you're just, I mean, you feel like you've been transported in time. That's great. That'll be interesting. And if things go really well, maybe we will leave the mini-me's there to learn a little bit more about history and pick them up in a couple years or so, and they can get through all the different centuries. (laughs) So patrons at the hotel, when they come to confer with you, being the concierge here at JW, what is it, besides those things we just talked about, what are a couple other little maybe hidden gems for families or kids? Oh my goodness. Well, there's, um, there's museums just behind us. You know, we have the State Museum. We have the Idle George, which is a Native American museum. Uh, we have the only state park other than, uh, Central Park in New York that is within a city limit. Uh, see, so there are trails, there's walking trails, there's the canal. Uh, it is an incredibly safe, safe city. There are tours of Lucas Oil Stadium where the Colts play that you can go to at any time. Uh, there's this great ballpark across the street where, especially during the summer season, children love to go. I mean, it's an, it really is an experience. Thank you for all that. That'll help us adjust to our itinerary as needed because there's so many great things to do while we're here in Indianapolis. You can also check all these things out that we're going to be doing as well as a link to the JW Marriott where we're staying um, on our hot sheet for today's show. You can check that out at TravelBrigade.com. You can also check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. 
Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here and Jeff Griffin here in Indianapolis having a fun time for all of the family. We've been taking our mini-me's around this town and there is not a lack of things to do. As you heard from Laura Jordan, the concierge at the DW Marriott, lots of great suggestions while you're here in town. And beyond just the family stuff we're going to focus on for this show, there's also all sorts of great stuff like the Indy 500 Museum, the St. Elmo's Restaurant, a lot of different things. And you can check those out on our Indianapolis Top Attractions episode. But for right now, we're just focusing on things that kids will really like. One of the places to go is Connor Prairie Interactive History Park. This is a park where you don't just learn about history, you live it. There are historical reenactors there, all sorts of demonstrations and things you can actually take part in both indoors and outdoors. Things like riding a hot air balloon, like set up at the time that those just started, learning how to shoot a Civil War rifle, like really cool things that are there. And there's different little towns that are there and interpreters that are there throughout each one of the activities. Another thing that I never would have imagined doing when you told me, hey, we're going to Indianapolis, taking a gondola ride on a canal. I know, first of all, what? There's canals. Yes. They're very cool canals that have all been rebuilt. And two, gondola, and not just any kind of gondola, like someone who stands there and sings traditional songs in Italian. Yeah, a bona fide gondolier who sings to you in Italian. Total surprise for me. Another thing that was really cool was we did a thing called duck pin bowling. And we've got an interview about this on our other episode. It's in a little area of town called Fountain Square that's sort of a redeveloped area. And it's sort of like bowling, but with a much smaller ball. And it's much more difficult, which means that nobody's really, really good at it. So anybody can win at it. And our mini-me's liked it so much we had a hard time pulling them away. It was really fun when we were there. However, one of our favorite things to do while we were there was to go to the Children's Museum. I've gone to many children's museums over the years, but the Children's Museum of Indianapolis definitely takes the cake. I mean, when you pull up, you see giant dinosaurs sticking their head through the building and huge different displays. But when you get in there, it's not only just how big it is, it's each one of the exhibits is so cool. What was your favorite exhibit when you were there? That's hard to say. There were so many good ones. The thing I would say about it is it kind of reminds me of Hearst Castle on the coast in California. It's so big and grand that even if William Randolph Hearst had only decorated it with Ikea stuff, it would have been impressive. But he decorated it with all this great medieval art and everything and gold-plated everything. So it was just sort of like not only this grand structure, but also just all this great stuff inside. And there wasn't a single thing we saw in there that wasn't just top-notch, excellent staff always, you know, helping, interacting with the people. It was really a great experience. A couple of things I really liked was there's this one that was um, a National Geographic Explorer area, and you got to learn. You tricked kids the whole way around learning about history, learning about art, learning about really cool things, and not like that, but it's definitely a touchy-feely place. And I saw people in there sort of like pretending they had kids, but they didn't have kids. They just wanted to play around with the kids just as much as everybody else, Uh, learning about mummies and pyramids and all sorts of things. We went to this one exhibit all about China and you literally like get into a mock airplane that's the size of like a 747 part of it and you watch kind of you sit in an airplane seat and you you kind of fly to China and when you get out the other side you learn about everything Chinese New Year calligraphy, the art of having tea, you can dress up, you can they have interactive interpreters that are doing things like teaching you calligraphy or teaching you different things about the drums. So I mean everything is so interactive and so educational. 
I just found the whole thing absolutely fascinating. And of course, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in our next interview. Coming up, we've got an interview with Leslie Olson of the Children's Museum of Indianapolis. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Again, all of this will be on our hot sheet for today's show, which you can check out at TravelBrigade.com and get information about all these places that we're talking about. We will be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We are here in Indianapolis. Going around this whole uh, episode today is on stuff to do with the family, the kids, the children, and actually our mini-me's that are even teens that love all the things to do as families. We are really lucky to go on the family trail here in Indianapolis, and we have got something that everybody talks about when you come to the city of Indianapolis. Yeah, it's the Children's Museum of Indianapolis, and it is gigantic. And usually when you're going to a children's museum, you're looking for sort of maybe one big thing that is going to attract the kids there. As we were driving up here today, wait, there's a there's a Hot Wheels sign. Wait, there's a Ninja Turtles sign. Wait, there's a thing about pharaohs. Wait, we get into the lobby and there's a, a giant transformer in here. Wait, it just like never stops. This place is huge. Here to tell us more about it is Leslie Olson. Leslie, first of all, just how gigantic is this place? Well, this is truly the world's biggest children's museum. It is just shy of 500,000 square feet. It is five full floors of interactive exhibits and uh, the biggest and the best in the world. You know, it's interesting. I love museums where you can trick kids into learning things because we already heard the question and just pulling in the parking garage, one, what's a pharaoh? What do you call a woman who's, is she a pharaoh too? Or with, And I'm thinking to myself, we're already tricking the kids into learning some really cool things. This museum prides itself. One of our missions is education, and we are very science conscious right now. Of course, STEM learning is so important, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. You will find it in most of our exhibits. Yes, sometimes it might seem a bit disguised, but through all of our interactives, we consult um, educators, academicians, all kinds of people when we design our exhibits so that they truly are educational as well as fun, very, very interactive, something for everybody. Now, you have permanent exhibits as well as traveling exhibits. Talk about the permanent collection that you have here. We have 11 permanent exhibits, and they are geared for children and families of all ages. We have a Playscape exhibit, which is for six weeks to five years old. It is full of interactive, uh, fun, engaging teaching uh, opportunities for little children. There's a music studio. There's an art studio. There's sand play, water play. But then we also have exhibits that are more geared toward older children. For example, our Power of Children exhibit. It is about three youths who made a difference following discrimination against them. Anne Frank, whom everybody knows from the 40s. Ruby Bridges from the 60s, who was the first African-American child to integrate the schools in the Deep South in Louisiana. And then Ryan White, who was from Indianapolis area, Kokomo to be exact, who was one of the first pediatric AIDS cases. And he became uh, very well known nationally as he fought discrimination to get into his school in Kokomo. And his 
his mother donated his entire bedroom, all of his collections, everything, and it's fascinating to see in the Power of Children Gallery. And when young people come in, we recommend it for ages 8 and older. We have another thing that sets our exhibit, up, our museum apart. We have actor interpreters who bring exhibits to life. So in that exhibit, for example, we have a young actor who portrays Ryan White. We have Anne Frank. We have Ruby Bridges, the federal marshals who accompanied her into school. And you will find these actor interpreters in most of our permanent galleries and our temporary galleries. So that's another fun aspect to this uh, museum. Now, you have the um, visiting galleries that come, the temporary collections, several times throughout the year. Tell us just the caliber of what some of those, you know, have been, might be coming in the future, just the caliber of those exhibits that come as well that draw patrons to this museum. And that is something. We are able to partner with organizations and wonderful places around the world. So, for instance, we've had Sony Pictures recently with us in a gallery called Inside Hollywood. We have uh, National Geographic that has helped us with a permanent exhibit here called Treasures of the Earth, but also uh, one that is going to be open called Sacred Journeys. We have, just last year, terracotta warriors from China, and they were the actual real warriors from one of the greatest archaeological finds of the 20th century, and they had never been in a children's museum before. So the caliber of this museum allows us to partner with extraordinary um, organizations and partners around the world. No, that's really exceptional. Now, tell us a little bit about, you know, this is such a big place. Tell us about how much time a a family or patron should be planning on spending here when they come to visit the museum. Well, if you're from out of town, I would definitely count on a full day. We are open from 10 until 5, uh, seven days a week during the summer and six days a week in the winter. We're closed on Mondays in the winter. There is plenty to explore in a full day. We have also a great uh, cafe, so you can have, you know, a nice lunch break and a great gift shop. And there is plenty to do. We encourage membership if you live around here because you can just come in for an hour or two and we've always got things changing. So it does not get boring. It does not get old, but there's always something new to do. So we do encourage our our local people to to go ahead and get the memberships. Now, usually when I think about going to a children's museum, I think, okay, is my phone fully charged? Because I'm just going to kind of sit on the bench and look at my phone while the kids go do stuff. But that's not the case here. It's too tempting. We do not want that to be the case. We want families to create memories here and engage with one another, share learning opportunities. So every exhibit that you will go into, you will see opportunities to interact with your children. You will find things that will interest you as well. Many, many educational opportunities to share with them. Yeah, we're not an amusement park. We don't want parents sitting on the sidelines. We want to see parents and grandparents very involved. And uh, we don't usually have to do much coaxing to make that happen. Perfect. We will have information about the museum and as well as all of our other activities on our hot sheet for today's show. You can check that out at TravelBrigade.com. You can also check out some of our pictures on Twitter and Instagram at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade.
welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin here in Indianapolis, the family-friendly city of Indianapolis. And of course, that was just our interview with the Children's Museum. I just keep thinking about all the things that we did there. We were there for an entire day, and I feel like we did kind of get through things, but I just feel like we could have just spent days there. And I just wanted to say as an FYI, if you are anywhere near the area or you're going to be going back to Indianapolis, the yearly pass is a steal. I was going to just say that I mentioned the price is like you cannot beat the family pass for a year. Um, It's really, really well worth the money. So we've got more to talk about on the show about talking about more things to do. We're looking over this beautiful park, the White River State Park. I love cities where they said, hey, wait a minute, before we build out too much, let's put a park somewhere near downtown. They did that here. It's White River State Park. It's got a river, as you can, as the name indicates, it's got a river running through it. It's also got a lot of beautiful things just to walk around, sculptures. And there's the little canals that we mentioned before. You can rent paddle boats. You can rent bikes and things and go around. And uh, there's a little concert stage down there. Um, you're not that far from where the Colts play if you're here for that. There's bridge you can walk across and everything. It's just a really beautiful way to go spend a day. It's also the home of the NCAA Hall of Champions. You know, the National Collegiate Athletic Association has their offices is located here and they've got a special little museum that is dedicated to all the different sports and you can find the different champions and throughout history and things like that. That's something kids will enjoy as well. And as I mentioned, there's a beautiful bridge going over the river. You walk over that bridge and you arrive at the Indianapolis Zoo. This was a really great zoo experience. One thing that was fun was they divided it up into different uh, sort of biospheres. Like they've got a you know a desert section, a forest section, and the animals that would live in those different areas. And two things that are really neat are the dolphin exhibit. They have a dolphin show and everything like that. But what you can do is you can walk down underneath and watch the dolphin show from underneath. We did that. That was an incredible experience, just watching the dolphins dive and then swim up faster than you can even imagine, shoot up high, and then you see them come diving back down. It was a really unique experience. And then they have an orangutan exhibit that you've just got to see to believe. We could see it from our hotel room. It's so big. (laughs) It shoots up into the air, and the orangutans can go out and climb around, and they do a lot of work with orangutans there. And so it's a place I'd really encourage you to visit. Up next, we have an interview with the zoo with Melanie Laurendine who's going to take us all around the zoo and highlight the great exhibits that you can visit while you're there. Again, this and many other things you can find on our hot sheet for today's show. You can check that out at TravelBrigade.com. You can also follow us on Facebook or you can tweet us at Twitter at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade. We are here wandering around Indianapolis, finding all sorts of fun things to do when you bring kids or you're traveling with family to this area. You're really going to want to come check out the Indianapolis Zoo, in part because of its great location, and in part because they've got a lot of really cool stuff here. Here to tell us more about it is Melanie Laurendine, who's with the zoo. Melanie, a lot of times when I think about, oh, I got to schlep my kids over to the zoo, I got to park, I got to get them in the car, I got to pay for parking, da da da. We walked through this beautiful 
beautiful White River State Park across a bridge by modern sculptures. I mean, it was just a beautiful walk to get here from downtown. Yeah, Indianapolis is a really walkable city, which is great. There are all sorts of different venues and events and things that go on throughout Indianapolis, but the zoo is a really great spot that you can just walk to, like you said, and it's really family-friendly. And so if you want to explore different areas of downtown and come to the zoo as well, it's a great place to just walk to. And the zoo is actually part of White River State Park. Yeah, the zoo is part of White River State Park along with all sorts of different areas throughout the park. We're really lucky to have such a beautiful park that we're a part of and that people can really come and enjoy all these different events that go on as well as the zoo. Tell us about some of the highlights here. I know one of them that I've been hearing a lot about and I can't wait to see is the underwater dolphins. Yeah, so the Indianapolis Zoo is triple accredited, so we are a botanical garden, an aquarium, and a zoo all in one. So it's really great. We have a lot of things that happen here and a lot of different animals. Um, so one of the things that you mentioned was um, a big highlight for us is the underwater viewing dome that we have for our dolphins. Um, it gives a really awesome perspective that people don't always get to be that close to, you know, dolphins and see them really in their natural habitat like that. If you go, another highlight is our Simon Scott International Orangutan Center that opened in May of 2014. It's still a huge highlight for us and a really incredible exhibit that lets people see great apes up close and personal and see them really have a chance to be up in the air as they would in the wild and have social skills and um, they're known for being up in the treetops in Borneo and Sumatra, and they're an endangered species. So being able to show people um, and give them a really amazing experience up close with these animals helps to make them care about their conservation, and um, it really gives them a way to see how these great apes are social and how smart they are um, and how they move, and it's really exciting to see people really get to interact with such a cool exhibit and with these amazing animals. Tell us about some of the events that occur here throughout the year. So throughout the year, the zoo has many, many events. Um, throughout the summer, we have concert series annually where people get to come and enjoy under the party pavilion, um, whether it's animals and all that jazz, which is obviously jazz music, um, or Zulapalooza, which is like cover bands. Um, and then we also have Zubu, which happens in October around Halloween, where kids are invited to dress up and, you know, get some candy and have some fun events that go on throughout the zoo. Um, and then we also have our annual Christmas at the zoo. So, um, we really have a lot of events that are family friendly, but that really kind of encourage the adults to, you know, show off their kid at heart sort of side and um, get to enjoy the zoo, an event, animals, and just being outdoors. What do you find is the most popular thing here at the zoo? Sometimes it's a particular animal, sometimes it's a particular attraction. What do you generally find is the most popular thing? Well, I think that depending on who comes depends on, you know, what people love the most. I think a lot of times people love the big animals that they get to see and experience here that, you know, they may not get to at, at other zoos or just um, where they've seen an animal like the elephants. People love our elephants. They love our orangutans because they get to be so up close or get to watch them go out on the Hutan Trail above the exhibit and really get that experience that they won't get anywhere else. They do love to see our dolphins. And really, there are so many experiences here that they can, you know, feed a giraffe or feed a budgie, which is a bird in our aviaries. So I think that while there may not be one specific thing that people love the most, it's really just the amazing interactions and experiences that they can have up close with our animals. Where can people go to uh, check out information and plan their visit here? 
lecture. So at IndianapolisZoo.com, people can go there, um, learn more about the experiences that we offer, whether they want to just come to the zoo or add in some special experiences like our dolphin in-water adventure or an animal art adventure where they can um, get up close with the animals and watch them paint. Some of them are really incredible artists. So they can go to IndianapolisZoo.com, and we also encourage people to go online early and um, purchase their tickets online. It's a way to plan your visit in your budget because um, if you plan online and purchase tickets there, oftentimes you'll save in comparison to what the gate prices are. And again, if you're staying in the downtown area, it's just a beautiful walk to get here. Check out our hot sheet for today's show. We'll have contact information for the Indianapolis Zoo. You can find that at TravelBrigade.com. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. always agree, but they always seem to have their reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin here in Indianapolis, family-friendly Indianapolis, here staying at the JW Marriott. What a great central place to get to all of these these family-friendly things. I mean, talk about location, location, location. First of all, you can't miss it because it's big and beautiful and blue. And second of all, not only are you connected to the convention if you're here in town, but you can walk right through the park and go to the beautiful zoo that we were just talking about and many other places, very accessible by walking. But of course, before we go, we always do our segment, He Said, She Said. This is the part of the episode where we each pick our favorite thing that we did for this particular destination. As always, She Said goes first. Mine's hands down the Children's Museum. Like I said, and I'll keep saying, I've been to many. This is absolutely incredible, not just in size, but also the caliber of exhibits, the interactiveness of it, the educational component, and also that it really, truly is for all ages. I have a lot of fun going through with the Minimis, doing things with them. They are designed to do things as a family, not to be the parent that sits on the bench and watches their kids go run and play in the balls. Not this kind of place at all. You trick your kids into learning things about dinosaurs, about pyramids, about the first train that came across the country. I mean, just so many interesting things, different cultures, different exhibits that go through. Just absolutely amazing. So hands down, Children's Museum. I might buy myself an annual pass and we might just go to Indianapolis to go a few times a year. It's that amazing. (laughs) My number one was the zoo. The orangutan center is unlike anything I've ever seen before. It was worth a visit just to see that alone, not to mention all the other great stuff they've got there. So I would definitely recommend hitting that. Don't forget to check out our other episode on Indianapolis, Top Attractions. There's many other things to do in Indianapolis as well. We'll be hitting those in that episode, so check that out as well. And as usual, make sure that you check us out on Facebook, Twitter. Check out our hot sheet on today's show at TravelBrigade.com. Make sure you tune in next week. In the meantime, there are two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you're in, make sure to check us out next week. See you next week and enjoy the trip. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at TravelBrigade.com.